Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Oh, I've done that thing again. <laughs> Every week. About minus three. Minus three, guys, don't forget. Put a little post-it note. Cabin fever, record on Sunday morning, minus three. Right. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Woohoo! I like to think the owl's going, woohoo! It's another podcast from Great Big Owl. Woohoo! I have an actual owl looking at me right now. Well, well it's not an actual owl, it's one. an owl made out of seashells. <laughs> Oh, wow. I tell you what, we've never had the picture. we've never had the podcast title said so quickly on the episode. No, that is a PB, isn't it? That's a new that's a new title. An owl PB. made out of seashells. Why do you have an owl made out of seashells, please? Um, when I went to the seaside, did she did did she sell it to you on the seashore? <laughs> she did. She did. She had loads, and I bought two, and one of them, a lot of the seashells just immediately fell off. But this one, little Ducky, Ducky the Owl, has um, right. has remained intact. I'm going to send you a picture. Yes, please. That's lovely. We've got an owl candle on our mantelpiece, and it's very nice. There's something... Why... why there's something quite relaxing about owls, isn't there? Maybe that's why we use them, Dave. To yeah, company, I don't owls know. are good. We, uh, my my sister and I used to buy my mum owl-related gifts every year for Christmas and her birthday. I think it was one of those mm. things. You might have had this in your childhood, where my my mum will will have said something when we were about five years old, <laughs> like, "Oh, I quite like owls," you know, just in in that's in it. passing, You're in. and then suddenly. Yeah. <laughs> Owls became her thing, so we've always just bought her owl-related things, and I'm yeah. I'm ninety nine percent sure she doesn't sure. have the heart to tell. Yeah, well, you. she just doesn't have any interest in owls beyond the usual <laughs> interest in them. owls. But just uh, really hate them. That is that's brutal. Maybe you can now get her loads of like mice things, and then she can put the owl things above the mice things, and sort of start to recreate like a nature scene. Yes, well, exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's perfect, isn't it? I mean, the thing is, it, 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 there came a point where it tipped, and then we started deliberately just buying owl things because we found it hilarious that we used to buy her owl things. So she's really trapped yeah. in a sort of owl loop forever now. <laughs> an owl, an owl. Tra- the problem we've got with the owl candle is it looks beautiful, but it's the second one we've had, and the first one we got, we lit. And uh, I say we. Let's be honest, Beth. I never. I don't think I've lit a candle for years. Yes, it's not something I do. Um, and because uh, it, it's obviously made of wax, it melts horrifically. It looks like the, the owl goes from being this sort of beautiful, magnificent creature. It looks like it's been in a terrible accident. Uh, yeah, no. Yeah. Owl Making candles really... out of things that have life, you know. Yeah, well, exactly. I've made your face into a candle. Oh, lovely. I'll light it and I'll watch what... Now I get to see what it looks like if I ever yes. melted in a sort of, like, a total recall when he goes outside. There's mm. no air. Do you remember that? I'm looking at the owl picture on our WhatsApp group. It's extraordinary. It's really, really... And I'm, I'm just going to put this down out there. It's really nice. Oh, you think? 
I think it's quite tacky. Hang on. I don't think it's tacky at all. I think, it, Helen, genuinely, I think it's a lovely thing. And the, the owl's got, its its eyes are a bit scary. It's got the sort of stick on... Got googly yeah, eyes. Is that what you call I, well, I wouldn't say tacky, but it is weird, isn't it? <laughs> like it's quite a lot of detail. Yeah, there's a it's got yeah. little sort of owl feet made out of shells. It's quite impressive and, that like, she's eyelashes. managed to make an owl out of shells, isn't it? Yeah, that's what exactly. I thought when I bought it. Yeah. How, how? Here's a question, Dave. Dave and I should now guess how much this shell owl oh, yeah. cost. Yes, and say how much. Yeah, how much you think it costs, and how much you think it's worth. Oh, okay. Yeah, good, good, good. All right. Well, I, I mean, looking at this, what we're talking, we're talking sort of probably 10 shells with lots of little subsidiary shells actually stuck on. So probably double that. In fact, if you add on the little shells on the side, um, I think it's a beautiful thing. If you put your ear to it, do you hear the shore or do you hear twit twoo? Let me have a go. Oh, that's definitely the shore. The shore. Okay, good. Well, that means that's not broken. Those are real shells. They're not plastic shells imported. Um, I'm going to say you spent £10 on it, and I'm going to say it's worth £10. £8, please, Bruce. Wow. It was £2.50. What? Whoa. God, we... £2.50? Did you buy it in the 80s? (laughs) No, but I was in Wales, so kind of the same thing. If I'd known that. Yeah, we've given it London waiting there, haven't we? Yeah, totally. Wow, I'm so thrilled that I got such a steal deal there. No, you absolutely didn't. We're just, we just don't know how much (laughs) things cost. (laughs) Just a pair of idiots. I mean, Dave spent £400 on a pair of plastic goggles so he can go to another world. (laughs) Yeah, that's true, isn't it? You know, we don't know what we're doing. Talking of of Wales, by the way, can I just say, Wales, right? If if Wales was something you could invest in, right? If it was on the stock market, go go hard on Wales over the coming months. Because last summer, when the lockdown eased a bit, everyone went to Wales. And this summer again, no one's going mm. abroad. I, I honestly, Wales is gonna have I, I just knew so many people who out of nowhere went, Oh, we're going to Wales this summer for no apparent reason. <laughs> and I'm I'm as a Welshman, I'm very proud and I think it's lovely. So Wales is nothing on don't but really so. wouldn't wouldn't your your countrymen say absolutely never say that again because wasn't that oh was not well, dreadful? No, I, uh, yeah, but I, it was dreadful-ish last year because a lot of people. Well, actually, I don't know if it did cause a big rise in cases in Wales. Uh, they've not, you know, they had it bad in the south, but that wasn't particularly where the touristy bit is. The touristy bit's in the middle and the north. Um, but it's assuming this summer case numbers are going to start to really drop. Let's assume. Let's touch all the words and cross all the fingers. Yeah, all that stuff. It means it means that Wales could have a really great future with its yeah. tourism industry. Well, ditto means. our uh, adopted good. home country of Scotland on this podcast, I, I imagine, is yes. the same. And we are, yeah. of course, planning yeah. to, to go there, aren't we? We are. Don't go there. No, I think I will, please. Um, yeah, so we are going to do the last 10 kilometres of our ridiculous um, Land's End to John O'Groats virtual run or cycle or yoga. <laughs> Yogaring her way. Like a, like a spiritual slug. Just sort of slowly oh making gosh. noise. So, um, Helen, can we can we come to you first for the uh, the what's it called the Ledjog Virtual Fitness Challenge? We're going from Land's End to John O'Groats. Um, Helen, where where are you right now on the virtual? I'm so map, thrilled because I've overtaken. There's a little red thing that tells you where you should be based on your um, like based on how long you've put. It's going to take you. So I've overtaken yeah. what I should be. Having said that. It's loading, so I don't know the exact number. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, because the one I, I can see you on here and you're behind it. <gasps> Am I? <laughs> still no, but, you. But yeah, I don't forget, you've, the red thing, you've got a back. different pace car. That's, that's, you're behind Tom's is what's happened there. 
No, we have the same pace car. No, no, because no, you started after. Car is, oh, my start, heart. The pace car is done on how long you put. The, you want the challenge to take the goal. And we both. But I put three hundred and sixty-five days, put, aka yeah, one year. Yeah, we both oh, put I that. See. I put that too. So actually, it's, we got the same pace car. Uh, in which case, the pace car is just pulling into Plymouth. Keep an eye out, by the way, guys, if you live in Plymouth, um, for a big red car. That's the uh, that's our our one year pace car. Um, Helen, according to this, you're where are you? You're just short of Seaton or down down. Oh, but I am still weirdly in front of my pace car. So I, I must have, yeah, it must be because I've started after you. But I go on a run. I mean, in more pertinent news, Helen, you've actually overtaken a human being. Yes, yeah. take that, Steve. Producer Steve is uh, the producer of this podcast, who, let's be honest, hasn't done anything on this podcast yeah. for, since lockdown two. Be- I think we should rename him Steve. Steve. Yeah, that's true, isn't it? Yeah. Do regular. Steve. I don't want it to sound like Steve's. Steve's lazy. He just has a real job that suddenly happened again once the world went back to normal. So. He really does do a lot. He yeah, yeah. he's very busy. But he did edit this podcast every day for however long that first. Yeah, and now that Dave and I have started sharing the editing of the podcast once a week, I've started to realise Steve did quite a lot, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> it's quite, it's quite a lot of work. I feel a bit bad, really. No wonder he's only got to, you know, not even got halfway to Plymouth. He's exhausted yeah. after listening to this waffle waffle for a whole year. I also have a theory that Steve might just not have inputted his numbers for a yes. few days because he has been in, yes. he's been there for a while now. There's always that excuse, isn't there, with the virtual thing where you can say, oh, no, I just need to, um, yeah, I just need to put some numbers in. That's all it is. Just got a bit behind. <laughs> I've just asked Steve, by the way, if he's dead based on the fact that he hasn't moved for about a week and a half. <laughs> well, D- Dave, how bad are you going to feel oh, now? Steve. How bad are you going to feel now if he is dead? Hmm? Oh, well, Silly he just replied, us. so there you go. Oh, okay. This is very Welcome interesting, he says. Oh, uh, right, okay. What's he saying? Because he's not... He's going to say, I haven't just haven't updated my bits, isn't he? Well, yeah. yeah. He is, isn't he? Dave, you're doing very well. So the leader is still um, Lizzie off of Acast, who has done, in the space of... Actually, this is extraordinary. In the space of this month, she has run and, and cycled 566 kilometres. She's th- she's pretty much a third of the way mm. there. She's at Oxford, isn't she? She's in Oxford, basically, isn't yeah. she? Yeah. yeah. It's insanity. Can I, can I just run something past you? I have run this month, because we are recording this on the 31st of January, but happy February, everyone. I have run... <laughs> over the course of January, uh, 99 kilometres, which I'm beyond proud of. I'm really happy about that. It's amazing. But do you think today, what with it being the 31st of January, even though I did an 11k run yesterday, do you think I should go out to do a run today so that I can do over 100 kilometres in a month? What, how do we feel about this mathematical completist? Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, I'd be, yes. I'd be, right. yeah, I'd be so annoyed if, uh, if you, on your half, if you didn't complete it today. Right, so I've got to go for a little one. Yeah, just a, I mean, it doesn't have, it's yeah. one kilometre, Tom. I think you, you, could, mm. you don't even have to put your trainers on for that, really. You could have just a little a la jog mm. around the block, couldn't you? That, that's not a bad idea, actually. Um, yeah. Go full, full um, bare, what, like a barefoot thing, you mean, with no trainers on? Oh, sure. I, I just meant sort of non-specialist running shoes, but absolutely go barefoot, yeah. Like it, wouldn't it? Take it back to the sort of nature. Okay. <laughs> Um, naked. His, would you naked, like naked running. Yeah, no, 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 no. I'm not advocating that. Just, for the, just, just, just. I'd like to get my police, officer, my police Dave statement in first. On cabin yeah. fever said that I had to be, had to be tackle free for this hundredth kilometer of the month. Um, I've got a Steve update for you. Yeah, uh, I've been doing all oh, the walking no. and running, and remarkably, I've lost twenty three pounds since starting the challenge. But I can't get the fucking wow. app to work for the life of oh. me. Oh, well, no. Oh my god, my victory is non-existent. I know, still take the victory, because you win the technological victory, Helen. (laughs) You know how to log in and update uh, 
update information on the app. I mean, Aww. the app does log me out quite a lot, Dave. I think they should call it Le Log, not Le Jog. Le Log. Does it? That's interesting. Somebody else mm. said that the other day, and I can't remember who. And uh, it's, that's, that's not the, I'd say the app is flawed, isn't it? Yeah, it's a bit. I, I do, yeah. I think sometimes I, I look at it and I remember that we spent £35. <laughs> And I just want to be. Steve's sick. lost twenty four pounds off. So I've lost thirty five on this. <laughs> um, can I, we all know we're paying for the medal, guys. Let's not let's yeah. not kid ourselves. Can I, can I run something by you, please, guys? Can I can I put this to the um, committee? Yeah. Every time I log back in, I get a warning, which I get on Apple, which is there's been a serious security breach. And my password, because I basically use the same password for about 95% of my stuff. And it says I've got to redo my password on 66 different things in my cloud. <gasps> but I've had it for ages and I just ignore what? it. Yeah, it's tricky, isn't it? And the, the problem the problem with that <laughs> is, A, so I have that, but with a password that I only deliberately use for websites I don't care about. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm not too fussed about that, but I do. It's... Yeah, but they might share that. That's the problem. The ones you don't care about might share it. I, oh, I know, but they you can't. You left it for ones you don't. But care they can't. About. I only use it on websites that doesn't really hold any actual useful data. You know, they couldn't steal anything yeah. from me via that. You know, they could log into my fitness challenge and see how far I've gone past Stonehenge. But it's, mm. I don't. It's hardly a sort of uh, Ocean's Eleven sort of style scandal. Not, not the good use of a bot farm in no, Russia. No, I wouldn't have thought so. Yeah. But you are right. The sort of the mountainous challenge of that when you see, I think a man's over 80, pass, uh, 80 passwords. I'm just like, well, I'm not going to ever change that because I'd have to be here for weeks doing that, wouldn't so, I? That is very comforting. So you have had the same warning, have you? Yes. Now, Great. here's the caveat for you, is that even I know your password. <laughs> that, <laughs> I mean, that, yeah. that password, like, it's anyone not, who's listened to the show is it, knows my password. Tom is great. <laughs> That's Dave. Tom is great with an A. That's eight. Dave's password. Um, yeah, it's it's because it's, you're you're very um, liberal with the use of your password because you use it on a number of things that we sh- you know we share. E.g., the this fact, logging yeah, in for this logging into the software we use for the podcast. Mm. So um, yeah, that's, I'd say that's where your your security breach is one step up from mine. I really do need to think about that. Actually, in also luckily, I trust every single listener, um, but. Yeah. The important thing is that my eldest son is definitely spelt Wilfred with an I, okay? <laughs> Just remember that. Thanks very much. Please don't log into anything, lads. Please don't. Please don't. Wow. Um, oh, we should have an update on where Dave is. Dave, I've just passed Stonehenge, actually. I got a lovely postcard from Stonehenge. Did you slow down with the traffic for Stonehenge? Yeah, absolutely. Just while I Classic. can, before they build that big tunnel that we talked about a while ago, something or other or something. Mm. Uh, yeah, yeah, something, 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 <laughs> see above. Something. Something, I remember us talking about it, but I don't remember many of the actual facts. That's what. That's where I've landed there. Tunnel under the henge. It's so impressive. Yeah, the, the, you are nearly 30% of the way there. Uh, yes, I'm 26% of the way to, to Land's End. So here's the trouble, guys. And this oh. is more for Helen than it is for Tom, but it's both of you. We need to somehow coordinate our last 10 to 20 kilometres. and Yeah, you're going to have to stop for absolutely ages. That's what Dave, I mean. I'm going to be having then, the longest yeah. little chef breakfast, mm. sort of 10 <laughs> miles out of John O'Groats, than that anyone's yeah. ever had. But I don't think you should do that because you're going to feel unsatisfied. You want to do it and as quickly as you can. You don't want yeah. to be fannying around. So you should finish it virtually, but then we'll just go and finish it in the flesh. Fine later on in the year i think you have certainly you have my permission this is a lot like when beth and i um have a box set divorce you know the box set divorce oh, yeah. when, so i became a bridgerton widow the other day and i was like do you know what you watch bridgerton i'm gonna watch true detective and it's fine and we're still happy we're still married it's all fine fine so i think that if you love someone and i'll take that back if you work with someone as a colleague set them free 
fine. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> also, I'm a little bit deluded that I am going to catch you up. So I'd like the, I'd like, I'd, let's also watch Yeah, well, that. I'd like that. I like the attitude that you've got there, Helen. Mm. Yeah, any day yeah. now. It does work, you know. There's a reason I've run. Apart from, sort of, I've messed around with it a bit on weekends, but basically I've run every other day because I want to get a big fat medal and a round of applause. 100%. 100%. Well, I have, I have genuinely, and we're recording this on the 31st of January, every day this year so far, mm. I've mm. Uh, done a, at least a half an hour cycle. Every single it's day. It's absolutely brilliant. It's absolutely because brilliant. Because A, I've sort of challenged myself and I can't break that streak now, otherwise I'd be annoyed at myself, you know? Yeah. Uh, it's good though because it's making 2021 a, a, a bit different because the whole 2020 into 2021 thing everyone was like it's a whole brand new year and it's not it's just 2020 the sequel yeah. so far i'll be honest it's the same plot <laughs> so doing something like this does give us a subplot that makes things different yes agreed agreed mm. it's like the remake isn't it with just slightly different yeah oh by the way yeah. i was talking to helen just before you arrived over the winning the court and we're going to stop for some ads now but i have got a brand new lockdown analogy and i'm i'm helen it was pretty good wasn't it it's a good one it's a good yeah. one it's i'll tell you what i'm t- excited by the level of this analogy where you've already told 50 percent of us and you're happy to tease it ahead through the adverts <laughs> it's a tease as teases go I mean, you know as we all do working in radio you're supposed to tease like i'm going to tell you how you can win a hundred grand after this <laughs> yeah. that's, what, that's what i do on magic i'm going to tell you, gonna gonna tell tell you something you. that's going to change your life forever yeah 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 i've got a new lockdown analogy after the ads don't go anywhere it's going to be really good 
depressing What's character that, um, assassination. Creamy thing? Baileys. The creamy thing. Baileys. 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 <laughs> I love. I love Bitcoin ices and Baileys. Sue me. Uh, it's about um, <laughs> book sales. Ooh, my wife is a is a bookist. Oh. Yes, and you have posted about 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 bookists. Yes. Uh, in the past, and and the one thing you specifically posted about bookists was, um, I can't remember quite recently. You and Beth both posted something which was like she she was something like the seventh best selling book of twenty twenty. Was that it or something? Uh, debut. Six, I think it was sixth best-selling debut of 2020, yeah. Sure. Which, not, Amazing. not bad, Amazing. Dave. Better, she had a better year than me, let's put it's, it that way. It's incredible, yeah. You had the, <laughs> I think, sixth best debut podcast, as far as I can sure. tell. I check the <laughs> Why figures, not? But, <laughs> yeah, that's what this is. Um, sixth best debut podcast, specifically about lockdown, done daily. <laughs> Called Cabin Fever. By two white men. <laughs> cool. um, <laughs> to be honest, the, the competition was fraught for that. Yes, that is absolutely true. But who was atop that list? Oh, we all know that. I've got, in fact, I've got a very rare unsigned proof up here. Of Have that you? Book. Yeah, which I suppose I ought to keep now. I didn't want to. Now, we um, all know that Richard Osman's had a good year, right? Yeah. Bookwise. Yeah. So he's the best-selling author. Did you read, you might have read this fact already, and it just it absolutely baffled me. But oh, the numbers, the numbers. Not the numbers, the re, the numbers <gasps> in relation. Did Richard Osman, <gasps> that book, which has been out for what, four months or something? Uh, uh, hang on, I can see on there. It was released on the 3rd of the 9th. There you are. So, yeah. There are only six yeah. hardback fiction books ever that have sold more than that book. Fucking hell's bells. Isn't that astonishing? I, right. So I got it in June last year and I and I was like, oh God, this is going to be huge. Yeah. And I was already a bit annoyed because um, I was like, he's just using his fame and blah. And, you know, uh, that's just me being ungenerous. And it is, it is I, I did enjoy it. However, well, it, it did I feel did. it did feel at the time when it came out like a sort of like let's call him a sub a sub major. He's not a minor celebrity, but like he's not a list, is he? It felt like someone yeah. had gone, "Do you want a book deal?" And he'd gone, "Yeah, all right." Uh, uh, you know, it felt like that. You, yeah. We see that a lot, don't we, in our game? But yeah. I shit you not, three Dan Brown books, fucking hell, two Harry books. Potter's, yeah, and the Girl on the Train, yeah. Are the only books that sold more than Richard Osman's The Thursday Murder Club? Wow. Can I? T- can I? Or, and what do you think that give, is? is well, it I could give you a bit of a spoiler about the book. Yeah, it's not that good. That's the first thing I'm going to say. It's not. It's really not. I was really. I was. Oh. I read it before any faff and hype came along. And right. um, jealous, I, jealous, I, <laughs> jealous. <laughs> completely, completely. Um, this is the problem. You see, when you're inferior like me, I don't, I don't like anything because everything's better. Um, no, it's not. It's it's. There's way, way, way better books of its genre out there. Right. For example, the Galbraith books by um, J.K. Rowling are fantastic and so much more intricate and detailed. Um, it's really confusing. I found the book really confusing. The reason it's done so well uh, is because he's Mister Pointless because he has got that that incredible sort of the Venn diagram of people who are interested in him is people who are into comedy and stuff all know about him and like him and respect him because he is pretty magnificent and then the the people who watch Pointless like for example Sally Price off of my mum well and House of Games which I would argue has actually become bigger than Pointless of late there you go you see he's got he's got fingers in many many pies so as a result if you consider 
all those pies that he's in, if 10% of those pies, mm. each of those pies buy his book, he's going to do that. But well, still, it's impressive. I was discussing this with my friend the other day, and he, he also has his fingers in a lot of pies genre-wise. So he's a comedy guy, mm. so the comedy world likes him. He he's His brother's in Suede, and he's got a sort of credibility in music. Mm. He knows a lot about music. He's a, yeah. football, he's a football fan, so the sports, the sports ball people like him, which oh, is often God. not the case of, for... Well, um, comedy types, you know. Yeah, what's his sports ball preference? Yeah. He's a Fulham fan. He's a big Fulham fan. Uh, okay. So uh, he's not having a great year on that sense. Oh, I know about football now, guys. Can I just say, I've been following football uh, yeah. this year a bit more than I have done for about. Who's winning? Years. I don't care, mate. Honestly, I just, <laughs> it just. <sighs> I love it. The most, the biggest podcast success Dave has had. It's been a football he's, one. Like in producing and editing and not being in a podcast about a sport he's got no interest in. It's absolutely wonderful. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's annoying, isn't it? Um, it is annoying. But yeah, but um, what was where I was going? Oh yeah, yeah. But and, and ultimately, like no matter whether we think it's good or not, mm. he sold the film rights, hasn't he? Oh my god! And also, Penguin have given him about three million <gasps> quid for the next three. Yeah. Can I tell you a great fact about uh, J.K. Rowling? Uh, yes, the final yes. Harry Potter book. Do you know what the the um, before they release the, a new book, they have a I think it's called like a print yeah, a print run, mm. and it's their first print run of how many they're going to print. So, for example, Beth's book, I think hers was about fifty thousand, forty or fifty thousand, right. something like that, um, and that's just the first batch of hardbacks. The print run for the final, I think it's Deathly Hallows, Harry Potter book was, this is Beth told me this this morning, she brought me a cup of tea when I was doing my radio show this morning, she told me that fact, and then she left the room. And the print run is basically the number of books that we absolutely know will definitely sell. Exactly so, and, like, and but they know, realistically, there's going to be way more than that. This yeah. is just the first, the first But bunch. this is like a gimme, this is a guarantee. Yeah, and Beth's book, like I say, was about something thousand, 30, 40, 50 thousand, something yeah. like that. Shall I come to you individually? Helen Munster, oh, we're or? doing the guessing game. Oh, yeah, Sorry, of course, I thought yeah. you were going to oh, tell we're me. Guessing, we're don't guessing. forget, don't do the, don't, I thought that was do the some... ruin bit where you say a number that's way higher, and then I've, that's going to happen inevitably, isn't it? Yeah, that's, that's why I think that's you the just problem tell us. Yeah, yeah, oh, okay. yeah. Fine. What was that, Helen? Did you say Did you say two million? <laughs> Nowhere near. Dave, you only said four million. <laughs> Get lost. Yeah. The actual answer is 12 million. 12 million. Wow. 12 million. The first print run. 12 million. How much does an author without without giving away uh, your wife's income, like you know? But you sort of that that sort of rough gist of like how much an artist makes from an album, which is like pennies. Uh, A hardback is about thirty six p a book. A paperback about eight p a book, I think roughly. Wow. So it is. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, but even if you do that math, that's still a decent wadge in the old pocket of uh, of J.K. Rowling before she started, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I know she has already started. She's written the book famously, which is quite a big part of writing a book. It is, yeah. About Did 80% she of it. Um, do a load of um, ketamine in a hotel to write the final one? Or is, I think you're thinking you think you Game of Thrones. <laughs> I'm thinking of Frankie Boyle. I don't know, but that's so... I'm so sorry. I'm mixing up people based in Scotland. Oh, God, she don't do that go to our core audience, for God's sake. <laughs> I know. I'm so sorry, everyone. She stayed in that really fancy hotel in Edinburgh, though. The the prince or the the princess? Mm. Princess Prin- Street the, bus stop, the one yeah. On, <laughs> yeah, that one. Right. What, what, what is the story yeah, here, she, uh, Hang on. Are you saying that J.K. Rowling did she, cat? Is that what you're actually saying? I'm going to Google J.K. Rowling no, and see if anything comes up. No, no, fake news. She just definitely stayed in that hotel to write the final book uh, and just like locked herself away in the hotel. And then she described like doing a big cry when she like finished yeah, it. Did that. Best, but I'm, yeah. confl- I'm conflating it with Frankie Boyle, who spent some time in a hotel room, I think also in Edinburgh, doing a load of cat. 
before he wrote something or did a show oh, or something. So I'm Dave, should we do, I mean, guys, could dangerous. we do that for the last episode of this, maybe? We'll do it in a, we'll lock ourselves in a hotel room. Yeah, I don't maybe, know. Maybe have some strong tea. I'm not, I'm not interested in Ket, to be honest. I was going to say, I don't know the first time I ever take ketamine want to be sort of broadcast publicly, you know? Yeah. I think that'd be <laughs> yeah. a rest of a disaster. Could be a good episode. Oh, yeah, no, I, 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 like undeniably it would be. Um, anyway, there you go. There's my Richard Osman fact. Great oh, and he, and he has sold the he has, he has sold the uh, the rights to Steven Spielberg, by the way. So that's, has he yeah. actually? That's amazing. And also, bearing in mind, he's got. I mean, he guy's just got like pointless. He's probably getting he's getting thousands of pounds per episode of pointless, and oh, yeah. he's got fingers in. And I think he's got intellectual rights on pointless as well, hasn't he? Because he designed oh, yes, his game. format. Yeah, it's his format, and he's got high. I mean, the guy's he's like. It makes me giggle when you think about how much money he's a hu- he's human Bitcoin. That's what he is. He's well, he's got Bitcoin. he's got format. I mean, his, he was he was a rich man before he even was on Pointless because yeah. he his formats are you know he 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 came up with Cats plus Countdown cats. cats yeah like mm. there's like seven or eight things on Channel Four that he mm. co-created. He's so, a I'd like to do it. yeah he is. I, I'd really like to do a podcast where and we do it, we try and do it a bit on this show where you sit someone down like him right and go right. Give, get your bank accounts. Let's have a look. Come on. What did you get in? What, what came in this month? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, that would never happen. But my God, that would be the best podcast in the world. If you could just sit someone down, someone fake, actually it was just normal. Helen, I don't know if you're up for it. And we literally just go through your, like my mate bought a toaster, but instead of Amazon purchase history, we just go through your bank account. I'd be fa- wouldn't that be fascinating? Yeah, it would be, it would be insanely It would be very interesting. Yeah. It would be surprising, I think. People would surprise yes. you. Who, yeah. Yes. You should try and see see if you can get people. I'd be but up for that. You, would you? Oh, we should do. Yeah, I mean, you don't realise, honey. If you say that to me, don't forget, I did get you to do the brown note. So you've already told us about shitting yourself here on uh, Cabin Fever. I, I honestly think it would just be it, it would be great to get us normal humans on it who who care about money in a probably slightly more uh, life or death way. But but imagine mm-hmm. getting someone like you know. Well, I have this every week now. So the aforementioned football podcast I do is done with a current professional Premier League footballer. And every week I just sort of I look in the background of his Zoom and think, Ooh. I wonder how much money he's made today. Whoa. I, yeah, I mean, I would say with the professional footballers thing, there was a really good, uh, Troy Deeney was on Louis Theroux and he was talking about, you know, it's well known that footballers earn 300 grand a week. Well, actually in the Premier League, a lot of us are on about 30 grand a week, which is still a huge amount of money, of course. Yeah. But take away... Uh, agents' fees, then key in, in, incredibly important fact, they only work and earn that money between about 22 and 30, maybe 29. So there's a very small window in their life. And then after that, for many of them, their income completely drops off a cliff. And they then have to spend that money, make that money work for them and their family for the rest of their life. So it's an interesting bit of balance from Troy Deeney. It, it is an interesting bit of balance, but you do but still, have yeah. to remember that if you're even if you're earning 30 grand a week minus agents' fees for eight years... Yeah, like that's over. Still, oh, the, oh, yeah, that's yeah. over the average salary. If you cannot make that last for the rest of your life, did you then see how much got a problem? Yeah, you? you've the issues. Did you see how much Ed Sheeran paid in tax this year? This no. last tax year. <gasps> no, oh, guys, this is on the so the Sunday Times. Absolutely, they do the rich list, which I fucking hate. But they started doing the tax list, right? And uh, they started doing a, a top tear, a top hundred of how much people paid in tax. Yeah, right. So. Was he number one? Oh, nowhere near. Nowhere near. The number one was the gambling company. The guy, the, the, the company who owned Bet365 oh. were the number ones because they, they paid something like $500 because uh, tax is higher if you're earning money off of gambling. Um, Ed Sheeran, 
in the course of this one guy, right? This is a guy who, you know, stand-up friends of mine, remember him, he used to go and do the comedian in Brighton and he'd play music at halftime, right? And yeah. he was this slightly tubby ginger guy playing these fine, I, like, I think that's it. Songs. Ed Sheeran is, is a man within reach and grasp of our sort of social exactly. circle, isn't he? Like, he's someone that we've <laughs> all, we we've all come across at times, at various times when he was younger and gone, huh, yeah, yeah nice, also, nice man. Really like his songs, and apparently he's he's absolutely he's an absolutely delightful guy. According to all the stand-ups, so he was just known as this lovely, quiet, lovely, yeah. lovely guy. <laughs> in the space of a year, in one year, right? And it is again, this is appropriate content to be doing on the thirty first of January. Get your tax bills paid if you're self-employed. He paid twenty eight million pounds <laughs> in tax. In tax. I mean, that's more than the three of us are going to earn in our lives, isn't it? By like by loads, yeah, like it's by a lot, right? by yeah. a lot, and that's how much he paid in tax. Wow! Do you know fair play that he's paying his tax? That's good news, isn't it? We should be celebrating. Of course, well, that's why a lot yeah. of people don't. No, absolutely, absolutely. How mad is that? Mm. Well, that'll pay for the schools to run, won't it? Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's the idea, isn't it? That's how the system's supposed to work. But still, bloody hell, twenty-eight wow. million quid. You'd feel a bit, you'd feel a bit pooky, wouldn't you, when you do that bank transfer? You'd just feel a bit. Ugh. Oh yeah, <laughs> imagine you'd forgotten to put it aside as well. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> Tax account. I got to do a few extra gigs this month, Gary, because I've uh, got twenty-eight million pounds to earn. Shit. Edgerin's PA is a guy called Gary. <laughs> Gary, mate, give me a hand. Um, can but I? The oh, saddest. Do you know what? Sorry, before you do fact, the saddest thing is. I bet if Ed Sheeran did have to earn twenty eight million pounds in January, he would be able to. Yeah, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Well, yeah. If he really needed oh to, God, yeah. he'd be able to do that in the same way. We'd be like, "Come on, go do a gig for hundred quid somewhere, just to, mm. to top it up." Yeah, he could just be like, "I'll do a gig for a shake." Done. <sighs> yeah, yeah. Um, wow. I I, just, I had a bit I wanted to run by you. Oh yeah, I just had, I just had a little bit. I, I recorded a bit of my life this week, and I thought you might like to hear it. Okay, what's oh, going on here then? Yeah, having a breakdown. Definitely. Yeah, a little bit, a little okay. bit. <laughs> so no, I was t- out with the kids this week, right? So it's been a quite a long week, quite a long week on uh, Planet Price. Cold as well, very mm-hmm. cold. Mm-hmm. Uh, the kids went out and were thrilled to see ice. Like it was the most exciting thing that had ever happened to them. It was like they were going into Narnia. Right, it was hilarious. Right, Aww. going into the park, crunching on the ice. And they started stamping on every single puddle. And the stamping, the noise of uh, kids stamping on a puddle, bearing in mind they were not wearing their wellies, they were just wearing trainers. Yeah. Which always makes me a bit stressed. They were, they were, they were trying to break the ice, then putting their hands into the puddle. Yeah. Right? And then pulling at the ice until they could lift it like a pane of glass off the puddle. Right, okay. And I was sort of enjoying it, and I was sort of getting stressed at the same time. And then I decided, because the noise of them stamping on ice was so deliciously wintry, I thought I'd record the noise of them stamping on the ice. Okay. Ooh, see nice. if you can hear the moment, right? I'm going to play it to you. See if you can hear the moment when uh, my child falls through the ice. <laughs> oh, God. Right? Excellent. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> oh, feet out of there! <laughs> <laughs> oh, again, please, please play it again. <laughs> oh, feet out of there! Excellent. <laughs> Just watching his lovely, lovely shoes falling into a massive puddle. I mean, if anything, water is water will clean a shoe, won't it? So yeah, ice cold water will also make a child cry at the beginning of a walk. That was the main problem. Maybe yeah, the beginning of like a forty-five minute Aww. walk, and I knew that he was going to whine and whinge, which sure enough he did. So there you are. Feed out of there! Feed out of there! I really, yeah, 
really. I just listened back to it and I thought, God, I sound like such a cantankerous, horrible dad. If someone was walking past, get your feet out of the puddle. Like, let your child enjoy the magic of winter. Fuck it, he's got wet socks. <laughs> yeah, it does. Um, should we finish the podcast with your uh, lockdown analogy, Tom? Oh, yeah, so my lockdown analogy. God, forgot about that. So, Helen, I hope this is good enough now. After we talked about yeah, okay. Oh, it will be. That's the end of the whole podcast, mate. Helen's, Big build up. Helen's a great analogy backer. You know, okay. you, you, when you run an, a new bit of analogy it's past someone, one. the last thing you want is them going, Yeah, does that really work? I feel like lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like we are on the most impossibly long haul flight. And we don't know when we're going to land. Woo! Lovely. I feel like I've done the. I feel like I've done the music now. We need to sort of. I know. I don't know how to finish it. I mean, I'm happy to go into more detail on the analogy because it does work. We're stuck in this space in this tin, and we're bouncing off the walls. Admittedly, if this was a plane, it would be a lovely cabin, very nice, very big. But actually, it's starting to do my head. So what you're saying, Tom, is that we're all literally getting cabin fever. Oh, my God. Cabin F-E-A-3709. Oh, 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 cabin F-E-A-3709. Oh, 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 cabin F-E-A3709. Oh, 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 that's our Twitter name. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.